It's coming soon. <clears throat> All right, welcome everybody. We are live today at the MVP podcast, How to Become More. How to get entrepreneurs fired up so their talents and abilities can be unbottled and serve their fellow men in a better way, creating better results for themselves and for others. And today we have Mr. Robert Butwin that's going to be with us and talking about how to maximize the connections that we have with people and other gold nuggets that Robert has in store for us. Robert, welcome. Thank you. And I'm glad to be here. And I'm looking forward to be of service and value to your audience. Excellent. And to yours as well. Uh, we'll make it two ways. So it's great. Everybody benefits from this. So let's get going right away and, and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, like personal, professional background. Just start and, and enlighten us as to where you're coming from so we have a better understanding. Sure. Happy to do that. You know, I grew up in our family business. Uh, they started the high school ward cheerleading jacket business in the 1930s. Oldest son, third generation, always expected to end up running that business. The challenge was too much family in our family business. It was mine. My grandmother wanted to make sure that all of her grandchildren ended up making approximately the same amount of money. And in my mind, there was something wrong with that picture. It's like, why limit yourself? You know, because again, I had this certain vision of what I wanted to accomplish. And once you come to the reality of what you need to do to create the changes you need to make, it, you're not able to really do it. And ultimately, part of my background, I came across a cassette tape series by Wayne Dyer. And okay. it was called, yeah, and it was called No Limit Person. And where that became a major um, defining moment in my life, I came to the realization that the limits that existed in my life, I was responsible for them being there. You know, I take a look at, you know, you're talking about where I came from. You know, it was like I was expected to get a good education. Well, I took the shortcuts, you know, because I always knew my path was going to, you know, I expected my path to run our family business. Unfortunately, um, when I came across that cassette tape series to show you how far back it was for your audience of those that remember what a cassette tape, cassette tape is, but I came to the realization, the limits that existed, I was responsible for them being there. See, once you take responsibility for what is, you can take it for what will be. But what I came to the realization is up until that point, I was in a state of denial, which is don't even notice. I am lying. I was lying to myself by not taking responsibility. So that was what started my entrepreneurial journey. I had to catch up on the education because I sort of short-turned it, short-turned my education, and I started to fill my mind with the personal growth kind of information. It was a new way I... Yeah. Yeah. No, you said your grandmother, she wanted everybody. So let's face it, at the age that you and I are, our grandparents, they lived in the recession and it was really tough for them. So when they had something, they decided that they want the, the descendants to have something that's worthwhile and make it equivalent to everybody. But Robert, right after that, right, right after start, you had the entrepreneurial instinct that says, hey, if I want to do more, I should get more. If I want to do less, well, why should I get a free ride? So you had something in you, and that's why maybe it was butting head with people. And hence, with all the entrepreneurs that are listening to this right now, we all understand that if we want to put more into the game, we expect to have more out of it. Of course, we want, we want to sometimes, how do you say, create some momentum and live from it for a while, but we have to constantly continue to contribute to the wheel. And unless we do so, well, it's going to come to a stop. And so I applaud that at a very young age, you have that entrepreneurial spirit inside of you that says, man, if I want to do more, I got to make it happen. And another nugget that you said, which I love, it says, I am responsible for what's happening. So many people blame Tom, Dick and Harry for this or the recession or COVID or whatever it is. When in the end, you said it yourself, I have to take responsibility on me get me to be a better person. As I'm better a person, then I can handle more, do more, get more traction, get momentum and get going. I absolutely love it, Robert. So how many years were you, uh, are you an entrepreneur? For how many years? Well, I walked away from our family business September 7th, 1990. Now, <laughs> no. I look at myself, I've always been, I, I look at myself, I've always been an entrepreneur. 
as far back as I can remember, I cut grass, I shoveled snow, um, I caddied at a golf course. I always liked to work. But the day I stopped ever working for somebody else became psychologically unemployable and stopped being the victim and became the victor was September 7th, 1990. And I've never looked back. You know, wow. I walked away from our family business. I knew when I walked away from our family business that the door would not allow me to come back in. So that was not an option. And so I guess uh, your family knew a specific individual that you you dropped the name before to me. That it was a family of a friend of the family, and then he helped shape your things. Who's the name of that person? I think well, the, name of the, the name of the person, and I really admire him. His name is Harvey McKay. It's like he just turned 90 last week, and at his 80th birthday, he brought like three of his closest friends, and for a big birthday party, he did the same thing at 90. It's a great vision to take a look at, and had a great communication with him. And he sent me and he plugged me into his library, and one of the key books that has become my Bible is his book, Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. And I would add to his title, Don't Stop Digging Until You Either Go to Water, because it's like one person listening to a podcast, one CD that you listen to, one person that you meet can have a significant positive impact in the things that you do. Just like that one person, if you're not conscious, will have a negative impact. And I could talk about that, but I don't like to think about negativities. I like to take a look at everything that happens as an experience. And I love the definition of experience. Experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. So the point is, when you have different experiences, do you use that as a stepping stone to make sure that you get what you want or do you become the victim and allow that to stop you? And unfortunately, I see it, too many people allowing that to happen to them. I love it. Experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. I absolutely love it because that's that's what it's all about. That's what being an entrepreneur is. We strive to do things, and, and let's face it, it doesn't always pan out 100%. Actually, I think it's 70% of the time it doesn't pan out. And so that's why we need to have that resilience and keep on going. But the three times we hit it, it's out of the park. And then it makes those seven experiences now being a baggage that we can carry to help us move to the next level. I absolutely love it. And Harvey McKay, indeed, yeah, dig your well before you're thirsty. And, and from this as well, the nice part that I like about this book, basically, is that it enables you to think ahead, think in the future. Just don't think about today. And that's what this book tells you. You know, it'll be a drought later on. It'll be challenging time. But if the well is dug, then you actually have something to hold back or actually have water then. But he thought about it before. And that thing is, and I appreciate what you said, Robert, of let's be positive. Let's not look at the negative. But we cannot be like an ostrich and put our head in the sand and say, hey, nothing's going to happen. La, 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 la. Everything is good. We need to understand that it can happen. Get ready for it. But do not dwell on it. I'm sure that you and I both agree on that, don't you? Oh, totally. I mean, one of the things, and again, when, and I listened originally to Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn, you know, he said, you know, you work a job, you work a job to make a living. You work on yourself to make a fortune. That's why I started working myself. But one of the things I... Um, listened to at the time, another cassette tape series by Dr. Robert Anthony, Beyond Positive Thinking. You know, it's like when you have a negativity, it's a horizontal line. So you need to put a vertical line through that negative line. Now you got something positive, but it's how you take the negative things that happen and make them work for you in relationship. Because if your vision is that strong in relationship to what it is that you're working on and what you're expecting to create or accomplish, you can't allow things to stop you. You know, obviously, everything I look at, everything that I do is a test. The marketplace will always tell me the effectiveness or not the effectiveness. It's how you refine and, you know, adjust in relationship to the things that you're looking to accomplish. I love it. You mentioned Dr. Robert Anthony. Not many people know about this guy, but the ones that do, he made a big impact in my life as well. I think this guy had such an insight on life that that enabled you to stop and say hey listen our awareness increased from the things that he said and he still i still get some emails i'm on his email list i don't know if it's him or his autoresponders <laughs> but i'm still getting some stuff from him i mean that's a clue you know if you listen to and you can get it you can find it on youtube for free you know joe vitale re did the audio of his book 
And he starts off by saying, when I started my career before I was as famous and successful as I was, by me listening to him and implementing it, and the key is how you implement the information. See, a lot of people just gather the information, but they don't implement it. But he said, when I started, this was one of the key things. You just mentioned the same thing. I mentioned the same thing. That's a clue. Now, the question is, how many of your users, and you can find the information for free if you know what to look for, and it's just life-changing information. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And and now to complicate things, we have Mr. Google that you can find out anything about anything so fast. But and, and we'll touch on that later on because you talked about watch where you're getting information from because information is free. But let's make sure that the information we get is worthwhile. Actually, let's go there now. You sure. talked about this and you said there's so much information and we need the day we think we know it all is the day we start to fall. So that's my motto. So therefore, we need to learn constantly. But you said also we need to apply what we learn in order to integrate it. But we need to learn from people who have done something, achieved something, not, uh, and this is a, a stab at the higher education. When you go to business school at university, the professor never had a business. All he does is he went through the book. And then it's, it's I had this, this friend of mine, savvy, savvy business guy. And uh, he decided, well, people says, you should get a master's degree. Oh, master's. Anyways, he said, I'll go for it. So he goes in the class and then the professor in the front says, okay, a bunch of uh, people that are looking to businessmen and some people want to do their business. And they say, okay, there's an employee. He's not doing too good. And you've talked to him a couple of times. It's not happening. The results are not there. What do you do? So some people say, oh, we have to counsel with him, make sure that everything's good and this and that. And then when it comes to what do you do? Fire the guy. <laughs> and people says, well, you can't do that. Says, well, you guys don't have a business. If you have people that's a dead weight, you need to eliminate the dead weight. Of course, you need to take care of the people in a proper way. But this is something that as far as a lot of entrepreneurs, and, and I say this, I'll say this with uh, um I talk to a lot of women about this. They have to leave motherhood out of businesshood. Motherhood, you nurture, you love, you care. This is perfect. But businesshood, you need to build and make a difference and add value. And if it's not happening, you don't have a business. You have a hobby and the hobby is expensive. So you don't want that. You want a hobby. So there's, there's two different aspects to it. You don't want to get cold hearted because everybody on my podcast is heart centered and service driven. That's a sort of prerequisite to be here. But nevertheless, we need to learn from people who know. You can read a book and says, oh, that's good. But if you read the book, you apply it, you get results, then you're going to be even more qualified than the guy who wrote the book to actually teach it because you have the experience from it. So tell tell us a little bit on how were you able to discern who to learn from? What, what's your secret sauce on finding that, Robert, if we may? Oh, that's, that's that's a deep question. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I thinking, yeah, I, I'm thinking in relationship to some of the things that you're talking about, about firing the person or whatever. And I would look at it slightly different. And it's one of the things I talked about in my book. And I talked about you want to create interdependent, not codependent relationships. One of the things I learned from listening to John Asleraf and when he started his career and he's looking for somebody that offered to mentor him and he asked him a question are you interested or serious about being successful so to me you know in relationship to whoever we're dealing with it's like how committed and how serious are they of taking what they're doing to the next level if they're not serious and committed to improving themselves then to me it's time to let them go so back to the question that you asked me how do i determine um ultimately who i'm going to listen to you know, part of what I do today is I vet the person, you know, I listen. Um, it's easier to check people out, you know, and see where really their past is. Um, you know, you, back when I started, you heard about the six degree of separation. Today, it's about maybe one degree of separation, yeah. you know, based on who you pick up the phone, who you know, and how you can check somebody out. And you and I both got those kind of connections because we've been networking for a long time. So, you know, like, one of the guys, and, and I think this is really relevant to what people are facing today. And, and let me tell you a story. I met him when I was networking, and I think this guy's brilliant. He, he's a master. Uh, do you know Jim Feldman? Jim who? Jim Feldman. Yes, Jim Feldman. Yes. 
Right. And, and his website, a shift happens. And, you know, you heard the saying out of the box thinking, and this will relate to the things that we're talking about. And, you know, he says, first of all, if you're out of the box, all you can see is labels on the box. You need to get in the box, so to speak. And this is relevant to exactly what we're saying. You got to get in the box and use 3D thinking. See, if you're in the box with the other person, you can see the depth of the problem, the determination of the person to solve the problem in the distance to the solution. Now, obviously, if you get in the box with somebody else, the objective is to get out of the box as quick as possible. But like, for example, when the pandemic happened, I realized things shifted for many people. So yeah. I had to get back into the box to realize what other people are going through. So usually you know, based on your consciousness level in relationship to how you, you know, the things that you've learned through the book learning, the experience, you usually can tell if somebody, um, it, you know, can walk their talk, you know, are they congruent with what they say and what they do? And there's too many people, unfortunately, today that I've come across that are overselling and under, under delivery. That's short term oh, policy. Yeah. That's not going to last long, but that's interesting. I, I like the fact that you said uh, that you talked. You have to go inside the box. So basically, if I if I use another vocabulary on this, is you're trying to find out what's going on. You're asking questions. What's happening? How long has it been happening? So so you have a, a, a you say a, a, um, an evaluation because yeah. I like to say that a prescription without evaluation is like malpractice. We don't want to do that. So we need to find out. So, so your analogy of going in the box, I like it. So you immerse yourself into the situation so you can find out what's going on. But then, and I love this, Robert, you says you need to get out of the box because if you stay in the box, then you're blinded. You don't know what's going on. Coming out of the box, then you can analyze different things and you have what I call a different perception, a different way of looking at things. And then your imagination and your experience can enable to piece things together. And that's a great thing for all the entrepreneurs listening to this right now. All your clients, you need to find out what the challenge is. How long has it been going on? How much is it costing them? Ask those questions. I have this book here that I never read. It's called, it's called Questions Are the Answer. And the reason is I bought this 20 years ago at an airport when I was coming out from a speaking engagement. And I read the page nine and then I stopped because the content was not what the title inspired me. Nevertheless, I still have it here. And it's that, Robert. Questions are the answer. We need to ask questions. What's going on? Then we can actually deal with it and be a solutionist, like you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's amazing you put you you know held that book up because the guy that wrote it was a friend of mine. Or you know, I haven't talked to him in a long time, Michael Price. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's I know. It. I met Michael many, many, many years ago. I, I don't want to date myself, but you know, I've come across some key questions when I start talking with people and I'm happy to share them with your audience if you'd like me to. Absolutely. So, so now, so just to preview this, we're going to get into a portion of questioning through an expert of Robert to find out what's going on in people's lives, to find out how we can help them. Is that correct? Exactly. Because what you want to do is you want to be able to lift up the hood and understand where they're at. So the first thing that I ask somebody is what is it that you do? I want to understand in their mind what they do it, what they're doing. My second question is, why are they doing what they're doing? Okay. My third question is, how are you getting rid of the gap? How are you getting rid of the gap, the distance from where you are to where you want to be? And I want to understand what is that gap? And my last question is, what is your bar? What is now, your the bar is an acronym. What is your what? What is your bar? Oh, bar. B-R. Yeah, okay. B-A-R. The bar is an acronym. I want to understand what are their belief systems? Do they have you know, saboteur kind of beliefs? Do they have self-serving kind of beliefs? But I want to understand their beliefs. Yeah. And the A, there's three A's. You know, it's what are they doing to automate and what activities are they doing so that they can automate and attract the right people into their universe. 
So action. Mm -hmm. We need to take action. Just yes. meditating all day doesn't do anything. You can visualize all day. doesn't do it. We need to take action. Yeah, you definitely need to get action. That's part of the activities. Are they in action? I want to understand how they're automating in relationship to what they're looking to. Again, each of these go deeper. So I, I need to understand their activities, their actions, you know, where, how they're using automation so that they're able to be more effective. And are they attracting the right people? Now, there's three R's. The first R is their relationships. How many people are in their outer circle and inner circle, their core part of their circle? Yes. The next R is who they've got um, resources with, you know, as far as who is an affiliate or who are they affiliate and they're not necessarily the same people. Absolutely. Yes. Right. So, because again, if you're an affiliate, that's another stream of income because I, the two key things that have created the success that I've created over a long period of time are number one, leveraging resources. And remember resources come in a variety of Yes, a variety of ways. And the second, multiple streams of income. Yeah, multiple streams of income. So I want to understand the resources. And then the last part of it is results. <laughs> because everything ultimately gets down to, are you creating the kind of results that you expect and your intentions are? Absolutely. I love it. So beliefs, activities with automate and attract. The R's is relationship, your circle, in and out, resources, and results. I love results. Yeah. For me, uh, and that's why we, we connect so well, Robert, for me, the name of the game is results. Yep. You know, yep. results always tell the truth. You can mm -hmm. lie to yourself. Oh, it's going good. But what are the results? If the results aren't there, that means it's not happening. You're not, you're not, your beliefs are wrong. You're attracting the wrong. You're doing the wrong activities. And then you need to have better relationships. And I like to say relationships with yourself also. If you don't yep. like yourself, that, that's not good. And then resources, the both the ones that you have. And since we cannot know everything, we need to have other people that have resources. This is one of the things that it, it was a, a challenge for me, Robert, is I am a Canadian champion gold medalist in martial arts Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. So because, I'm not saying this to impress you. I'm just saying to impress upon you the following. Because of that, I am a high achiever and I like to perform at high levels all the time. And then when I would surround myself with a team, they would not live up to the expectations I had. But that was my problem, not theirs. So I had to switch and says, hey, if I can delegate to others, even if not doing the same quality as me, they're still doing things that I don't need to do anymore. Even if they're 25% or 50% as effective as me, well, it takes two to replace me, at least I'm replaced. And this is one of the things that stops entrepreneurs so much. When you get to be confused and not too sure what's going on is a, is a clear sign you need to start to delegate or hire or or resource out because you can't handle it anymore so it's a good thing if you don't then you're just going to go down because when you get overwhelmed and it says i'm not doing anything then you start to sabotage and that's not good the fact that you're getting overwhelmed suggests that you need to start to outsource hire or delegate to some other people so you can get to the next level the overwhelm suggests that you're ready for growth and so embrace that and then since you're good at something, guess what? Other people that are good at what they do. So if you hire them for what they're good at what they do, then you're getting a team of people that's pulling all those resources and those relationships together so everybody can rise. So I love your bar. What is your bar? I absolutely love it. Yeah. And I love what you just said because, again, in one of the things, one of the books I came across, and I'm sure you're familiar, The Big Leap, you know, staying in your state of genius. It's like... And Jim Rohn used to say, "What you know, if you can find somebody for ten dollars an hour to cut the grass, why are you going to cut the grass? I mean, every excuse will work. But you want to, as you said, outsource. You know, it's like I'm not a detailed person, but I attracted people that can do the kind of things I don't want to do, just like you have. You know, Mark Victor Hansen used to give the acronym of Team. Together, everybody achieves miracles, not more." Oh, you know, miracles. I love it. I was going to say more. And Robert comes to the rescue. Miracles, yeah. indeed. Right. So you want a high performance team. And again, that goes back to the point. It's like you want to create interdependent, not codependent relationships. I want to guide people to the information. So I've got to sit back so that when I'm talking with somebody, if I understand where I can guide them to rather than me, you know, because sometimes other people 
have a better way of expressing themselves than I do. Well, and and okay. besides that, it takes me out of the equation. <laughs> that's good. Now, you said something in the notes that you and that we've talked about. You said a statistics that I did not know. I had an idea, but I did not know. When you read something and it says that 85% of entrepreneurs are making less than how much a year? $100,000. That's insane. 85% of entrepreneurs making less than $100,000. Like, and this right there is, to me, is a red flag to all of you that are listening, that are not making $100,000. Like, it doesn't make sense. Actually, Robert, if I may, before you dig into this, I did some, some uh, um, um, uh, not interviews, but surveys myself. A thousand people that I've asked. I says, what's your income level? And they tell me the income level. And I ask them, how many high-level coaches do you have? And by high level, I mean five, 10, 15, $50,000. I'm not, I'm not talking about Google or 300, $400 courses. Check this out. People that make $100,000 or less have zero high-paying coaches. Zero. From 100 to 250, they have one high-paying coaches. 250 to 500, two. 500 to a million, three or four. And a million plus, they have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten that are paying. And people say, well, I can't afford this. And, and the nice thing that I ask also, did you get the coach before you got the threshold or after? And the answer was unanimously before. If you want to get to the next level, find out what I said. You can rewind what I said. Under 100, you have zero. 100 to, 100 to 250, you have one. 250 to five, you have two. Five to a million, you have three or four. And then after that, there's six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So you need to get those high-level coaches before you actually get those results. But you tell me about what you're going to say as far as that 85% of the people make less than 100000 a year. You know, I was going to refer, refer to a person I'm sure you heard of, LeBron James. Okay. He's right here, actually. <laughs> yeah. He's there? Yeah. I have a, my my uh, my kids love basketball. And in my office, they put a, uh, I don't know what you call these guys there. Uh, uh, it's a live size. Like the guy is six foot six right there <laughs> on the wall. They put it there. Anyway, so yeah, LeBron James, he's an yeah. amazing guy. Yeah. And again, back in the day, I bought one of his rookie cards, which I paid a little. It's worth a lot. But in the meantime, that wasn't why I was going to mention that. You're talking about coaches. I heard, and again, I haven't verified it, but I heard, and it's probably pretty close. He pays a million dollars a year for the people that coach him on all the different aspects, the different amount of people that he, you know, be it the nutrition to make sure that he stays in you know shape. So um, coaches can definitely, you know, coaches, mentors um, can definitely be a positive impact in relationship to helping you break through uh, figure out what your blind spots are, get to the next level, whatever the case is. I love, and, and you're correct. And so he spends a lot on coaches and he's making a lot. And he started to spend before he was making it. Well, you said, yeah. you said the word blind spot. I love it. I, I have something called the cure, C-U-R-R-E. The first one is that get clear what you want. The second one is you for uncover hidden challenges. Keyword hidden. Most people don't know are what you, the word you use is blind spots. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening right now. There are some blind spots that are stopping you from growing your business right now. And if you're in the 85% of what Robert has mentioned, those blind spots are costing you money all the time. And that's by definition a blind spot. You can't do it by yourself. You can't. I can't. Robert can't. No one that wants to succeed at a high level can. We need others to help us understand what's going on. If you want to prove it to yourself, ask yourself the following question. How easy is it for you to spot a fault in someone else? <laughs> Aren't we quick at doing that? And so therefore, imagine if it's a professional person that can help you identify some challenges that you have. By doing so, it's going to get you to the next level so much faster, providing that you're teachable, you want to grow. And I love that thing you said. It's a Dr. Blanchard said, are you committed or are you interested? If you're interested, yeah, okay, I'll do it. But if you're committed, you're going to do whatever it takes, as, as long as it's moral and ethical, for sure. But there's a difference in between the two. And the success that comes from being interested or committed is night and day. Absolutely. So that 85% of the people, you like to work with those people? What are some of the nuggets that you can tell some of those people that are stuck, let's say, at 100,000? 
things that they can look at. Questions. We didn't rehearse this. I'm throwing you in the den right now. But what are one or two questions that you can tell people? Hey, if you're stuck at this level, ask yourself maybe one or two questions or look here or look there. You take it, Robert. Well, it, it, it depends upon who the person is. I mean, one of the good books, and I'm sure you read it or listened to it a long time ago, is Acres of Diamonds. Uh-huh. Meaning the fact that chances are they're a lot closer in accomplishing, and this goes back to the thing that you were saying earlier, why they probably need a coach or a mentor, somebody that can sit back, understand in relationship to what they're doing and the results they're getting and how they might slightly refine it. I mean, one of the things I've learned from a marketer in, in you know, part of my background, I was instrumental on 65 million cassette tapes going into the marketplace. I was on the board of directors with Ted Nicholas and a company called Amazon Herb. Um, you know, my business partner is Joe Polish's younger, uh, older brother, Tony Polici, which I've mentioned. But the key in marketing is everything's a test. So, again, if you're continually doing something and you're not getting the results, you've got to either figure out what you might need to do to modify or adjust adjust in relationship to what you're doing or go create a mastermind group and find other people um, or hire a coach, whatever the case is. But obviously if five simple profound words, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So what change are you going to make that will allow you to break through, to figure out your blind spot, whatever it is that is stopping you because chances are you're closer than you think. And I don't want to see you give up before you accomplish the things you're looking to accomplish. I love the fact that you said that we're so close. All of us is so close to success and you can't give up the uh, um, uh, Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Derby, the horses that are competing there. I ask you first and second position. Is it, is it 10 yards, a hundred yards, or is it a nose? Probably even less than a nose. Exactly. And so first and second. So one makes like 10 million or whatever. And the other one makes like 250,000. You say 250 is good. But the difference is crazy. And same it is in life. We have to continue. The difference between winning and losing is razor sharp. It's an edge. It's very small. It's not this big, big thing. Successful people have learned to love to do the things that unsuccessful people don't love to do. And this is something to be repeated again and again. The fact that successful people have learned to love the things that must be done that they don't like to do, but they learn to love them while unsuccessful people have decided, they don't, I, don't, I don't like doing this, I'm not doing it. And that's, that's the difference in between the two. So the difference is absolutely great and big. And so once we embrace this and having a new awareness through the conversation that we're having right now, we can understand that, oh, that's what's happening. So that when you're aware, this is, okay, what is it that I need to do? I don't like doing this. Well, I'm going to have to eat the soup for a while, get to learn to love it, find out, and then you can delegate to someone else. This is one of the things that I, I tell most of my people is before you are to do something, before you delegate it because you don't like to do it, I strongly recommend that you dip your toe in the pool and you go for a swim, meaning find out a little bit of what's happening in that world. Even And you don't need to do like 60 hours, but a couple of hours to find out. Why? Because when you hire someone, they're not going to be able to pull wool over your eyes saying, oh, this takes 15 hours. Uh, no, actually, I think it takes two or three. And so you'll be aware of it. So then people will be in line to serve you best. And you cannot be a master of all things. Uh, you can be a, a master of a few things. But you can know a little bit about different things so people don't, as you say, Pull a quick one on you, if I may say. Not that they do, but let's figure it out that you need to have some power. How do you feel about knowing a little bit about the things before you delegate? Is that something that you embrace? No, I 100% agree. Um, you know, it was like when I started our family business, I mean, I got involved in a lot of different things, everything from buying fabrics to uh, production engineer to selling to marketing. Um, same thing and everything. You, you know, you want to know what's going on. I mean, Part of the things I didn't you know, tell you about, and there's stories behind it, as I was trying to get out of our family business, I ended up running a nightclub. Now, I had never run a nightclub, but I was a patron going to different clubs and bars, figuring out that was the place that I might end up meeting the, you know, the lady that I wanted to marry. Well, I didn't meet her there, but again, 
I ended up running a nightclub where the owner had sabotaged it and I brought it to the number one nightclub in the Twin Cities because I understood and I had the awareness of different aspects of what it took to run a you know, successful nightclub. So, so basically, you went into a box, you figure out what's inside the box, then you got out of the box, and then you put the pieces together. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Now, one of the things that you talked about also is uh, what's the biggest challenge that you ever faced in your life professionally, and how did you overcome it? Um, you know, obviously, I've had a variety of different challenges. And, you know, part of the challenge, and it goes back to what Robert Anthony talked about in Beyond Positive Thinking, there's certain lessons we're supposed to learn. And until you learn that lesson, life will continually trip you up in the lesson you're supposed to learn. Mm. And a lot of it, a lot of it is having faith and trust in the wrong people. One way or the other. And that's created a challenge, um, you know, and, and I could go into a, a lot of um, a lot of different examples in that area. But ultimately, until you become more conscious and critical to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with the right people. Because I've allowed people to take me in uh, or to do things in areas that I shouldn't have gone into. Nothing negative, not, nothing that would be that, you know. Nothing illegal, nothing bad. It's just no, like, no, no, nothing like that. Yeah, it was just, it was the wrong thing. That's all. Yeah, I mean, like for example, one guy had a problem with the IRS. I loaned him some money, and this was 15 years ago. Still haven't gotten the money back. That's one example. It's always around money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I may, I'm going to put something here. If you're lending money to someone, you're not lending it. You're just giving it away. If it comes back, it's a bonus. Everybody, yep. listen to this because otherwise, money is a bee. It's going to kill you. It's going to bite you. And then it's not good. If if someone wants to borrow money from you, just say, okay, sign a contract, do everything. But kiss it goodbye. And if it comes back, it's a blessing. Otherwise, you will lower your vibration and you're going to hamper a relationship. It's not going to be good. You're going to say, well, it's easy to say if you have money. Well, that's why. If you lend money to someone, make sure that it's money you can lose. <laughs> yeah. And that's one example. Another example, a friend of mine that I knew, had known for 25 years stabbed me in the back. He took the very valuable resource, which was my network. But I look at that as an opportunity. You yeah, know, for the challenge is an opportunity. It allowed me to reinvent myself and to be more um, effective because of the fact that I really understand what's happening. So um, there are challenges, you know, but again, I think that the Chinese used to say in every crisis is an opportunity. Yeah, every challenge is an opportunity. And so, again, it's how you look at it and not allow it to stop you from accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish, whatever. It, it depends upon what is your intention. Are you really intended to make a positive impact in the world? And that, to me, really what it's about, living a life of meaning. Cool. So, therefore, basically through a challenging situation, it confronts you with yourself and you have to release limiting beliefs, get them out of the way and overcome it by embracing personal growth. You have to work on yourself out of this situation. And then when you do that, then you can you can keep on going, because if we're always looking at others and circumstances and other things, it's outside of us. There's nothing we can do about it, it constantly moves. But when mm -hmm. we start to go inside and we start to build ourselves, then regardless of what's going on outside, we are more centered to overcome it. So I love the fact that that's the best way that you did overcoming is by releasing those limiting beliefs and embracing personal growth. That is absolutely great. So you said that uh, you've you've had some many challenges. Tell me, is there a one point, and this is a vulnerable question, is there one point in your life where it hits you so hard that you almost wanted to quit? And says, oh, I hate this. And so I like, and the reason I'm asking the, the, the question, Robert, is that the audience that are listening to this right now, some of them are going through tough times. Says, man, should I go back to a job or something? And says, ah, as you said, with acres of diamond, don't. So what's one of the things that Robert at one point says, oh, man, I don't want this. No, I want to quit. And then you overcame. Can you tell us about this? The answer is, of course. And again, there's two parts of it. You know, some of the challenges hit me hard without a question. The thought of quitting never stopped, entered my mind. Interesting. Yeah. Quitting in my mind is not an option. 
you know, maybe it goes back to the fact, remember, my journey started in 1984. And let me give you um, an analogy that I saw one of the guys do from stage, because I always focus on personal growth. But again, there's a balance between growing and doing. So you want to make sure you're balancing based on the things that you're growing as a person and the things that you're doing. But the example that he gave, he had a glass of Coca-Cola in one hand, he had a pitcher of water in the other hand. And he starts pouring the pitcher of water into the glass of Coca-Cola, which is dark in color. And the more water that he poured in as it displaced the dark color of the Coke became clearer and clearer. Yes. So, you know, to me, and it, it goes back to what you said, personal growth. It, it gives you the belief, the unshakable belief. You know, failure is never going to be an option until I take my last, last breath. Because again, I know I've got, I'm, I'm clear in my vision on what I'm looking to accomplish, which is to make a difference in a, in a positive difference in the world, because we need more quality entrepreneurs. And so the more, and you know, I love the analogy of the starfish thrower. And I know. Tell you, about it. Yeah. Some people might not know about this. Tell us about the starfish thrower. Well, and, and there's a variety of different renditions of it one way or the other, but basically it's about. Um, this young boy walking on the beach and off in the distance, he sees this man bending over, turning up, bending over, turning up. As he gets closer and closer, um, you know, he continually does, it, does that. And the young boy says to him, Mr. Mr., what are you doing? And, the, you know, the man doesn't stop, make a beat, and he throws another starfish into the water. And the boy looks up and down the beach and he sees thousands of starfish. And he's boy responds back he says mister you're never going to make a difference and the man continued on doing what he do he picks up the next starfish throws it into the ocean he said i made a difference in that one nice yeah so wherever i can make a difference by helping somebody recognize their blind spots make the breakthroughs that they need to or take whatever they're doing to the next level i never want to turn my back on somebody that is serious and committed to making a positive difference in this world Excellent. And it comes from experience because Robert, you know, like through all that, those 40 years, uh, you've amassed a lot of experience and therefore you can speed up the process of others that are stuck because as you said, it's their blind spot. And through the expertise that you have says, well, I've seen this before and this is what happened. And this is my suggestion. I overcome it. You're willing to embrace this. And as they do, and you know, with your coaching and your help, they start doing it. Then the result starts to accelerate first traction, second momentum, And you and I both know that when you have momentum, nothing is going to stop you, which brings me to, you said at 39 minutes, you said, uh, um, what did you say? It a Quitting is not an option. That's ingrained so much in you that you don't stop. And so it's, it is a wonderful character trait that you have, that you're bringing to the table. And I'm sure that you try to encode to the people that are actually coming into your world also. Say, hey guys, life can be tough. But quitting is not an option. I mean, I say mediocrity is not an option. Let's not go mediocrity. <laughs> let's let's actually continue to do so. Excellent. So what's when you said that your passion is the parable of the starfish throw, your vision is seeing more entrepreneurs make more than a thousand dollars a year. And what's your passion? It's feeding, it's to it's fed by what? By helping who? By helping entrepreneurs break through and make more than a hundred thousand dollars in a year. Perfect. You know, to help people become more free. I mean, think about it. What drives our economy? You know, it's entrepreneurs succeeding. I mean, anybody that's in business, it's helping them succeed. You know, taking taking the control away from the government that just prints money. And I don't want to really go into that. But the bottom line is the success of everything is entrepreneurs being successful. Indeed. I say that entrepreneurs are the heartbeat of yeah. The, the continent that we're in right now of, of the business world. It's the small entrepreneurs, not the big ones. The big ones are few and far between, but it's the smaller guys that are actually making the biggest difference. And you've decided to help them out. That's absolutely great. So what's next on your to-do list? Uh, any professional projects planned in the future or traveling or what's next on your to-do list? 
<laughs> the traveling I'm planning to do is going to be with my wife. I mean, I got a plaque from United, and you probably watched the movie Up in the Air. It was United told me I went through two million miles with them. Woo! And that was the business. Yeah, that's a lot of traveling. And I'm not interested, you know, especially with Zoom today. I mean, look at, you know, you're on one side. You're not even in the U.S., <laughs> you know, you're at a completely different place. Different yeah, Ontario, zone. Canada, and you're in Arizona. Yeah, and we're bringing quality information to um, people that are interested in making positive changes. So it's definitely not about traveling except for with my wife. And, you know, as far as the next thing that I'm focused on is, you know, a long friend of mine that I met playing basketball was a, uh, one of the top professional players, football players around. You know, he's my age. Um, he actually always made more money outside of playing in the NFL. He was actually a coach in the NFL. He coached for the New York Jets, uh, assistant coach for the Jets. The two years they were one way from making uh, hitting the Super Bowl. But the bottom line is I want to focus on what I can do to help more people create a legacy. You know, I look at people, we mentioned Harvey McKay. You know, he's creating a leg he's created a legacy that will – go on beyond his time whenever he passes. Jim Rohn, you know, look at the legacy that he's created. We could take a look at Wayne Dyer. Um, you know, the bottom line is if you're going to live a life, you want to live a life of meaning, making a difference. Nice. Absolutely. Leaving a legacy, something that will outlive you. That's absolutely great. And so that legacy is, is to embrace change as it is a constant in your life. And base your success on contribution to others. Zig Ziglar used to say, I help other people get what they want to get whatever you want. But the interesting part of that equation that you have is that you first have to serve and add value to others. It's not about you. It's about the others. But the nice part, hey, how many miles did you say that you put in the air? Over 2 million. So, so if someone traveled 2 million miles in the air, that means you've met a lot of people and you've seen a lot of uh, experience in your life. And, and when we say experience is when you get something that you don't want <laughs> that happened. So that experience, you got a lot of it. And that brings a powerful person to the table, Robert. That, that's really nice. I love it. If there was just for fun, well, I always ask all our guests this is if you had a superpower, if you had a superpower, which one would it be and why? <laughs> you know, it relates back to a TV program that hasn't been on the air in many years. It was called Bewitched. When oh. she twinkled her nose, and, um, bingo, something happened. So my superpower would be either wiggle my nose, snap my fingers, and help pe more people accelerate the success that they're looking to accomplish. You know, Robert, this is very interesting what you said many people talk about oh me i'd like to fly i'd like this i'd like that and you you said that you want to have a superpower to help others that speaks miles about who robert is robert is interested in other people's success genuinely you've obviously been around the block you've had that and then you realize that you know having one two three four five six seven eight ten ten cars like what's that you know you need one to go here maybe you want but after a while, you know, that that stuff exterior is not bringing you the joy as much as seeing other people succeed, seeing them through the knowledge and expertise that you can give them, that I can give them as we mentor them and they grow. And now they start to blossom and their families are growing. This is what it's all about in the end. And I appreciate that you're very candid. And right away when I said, what's your superpower? You wanted to have something that helped others. I appreciate that fantastic this is really good cool so uh, uh, any last thoughts what would be a word of wisdom or something that you'd like to leave the audience with uh from robert you know something i know that you got tons of them but what's one that that comes to mind right now that you'd like to say the entrepreneurs i want to get fired up in life sure you know the key in my opinion it doesn't matter where you start your life or where you are now the key is the direction you're headed, and more importantly, the choice of where you're going to end up. Life is based on our choices, and we can always make different choices and create the results that we're looking to create. Absolutely. I love it. Robert, this is so cool. 
And uh, uh, so I guess that if we ask how people can get a hold of you, I think that your website's under construction right now. But I guess that your email is one of which that people can get a hold of. So uh, below this, this program right now, I put in the chat that there's your email. You want to get a hold of Robert? Do so. He's a great guy. I'm sure that they can actually book a time with you actually to find out a little bit more. Maybe have some introduction call with you. Is that correct as well? Definitely. I'd be happy to, you know, spend a half an hour on my calendar and you can put that in the chat too. Okay. And again, what I really want people to remember, my name is Robert Butwin. And when you connect with me, uh, with Robert, you do nothing but win. Ah, but win. I love it. I love it. <coughs> Sorry. Excellent. Right on. So I put that calendar link for calendly.com forward slash but win. I love the way that you, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. You give you le lemons, you make lemonade. And that's what you just did. That's absolutely wonderful. As for myself, first, thank you. But before we go, everybody out here, remember this. You have inside of you a message that someone needs to hear. Do not put a lid on it. Stop tiptoeing through life. Make it a reality. Use your talents and abilities. Yes, you're going to fail. Fail forward. That is fine. Pick yourself back up. Find out about other people that can help you. But go forward. People need you, need your message, your products or services. Keep on going. And as you do so, not only will you make a difference in their lives, but you will realize the full potential of yours is to help your fellow man grow and get better. This is wonderful. Robert? Yeah, yeah one last thing when she said fail, because there's an acronym of fail that I'd love to share with your audience, which is for it, all man. I've learned. And, you know, quite often when you're successful, people think you're lucky. And I love the acronym of luck, which is laboring under correct knowledge. I love that one too. Because I tell people everything in my life happens by luck is what he means. Because labor under correct knowledge. If I align myself with the laws, success is inevitable. If I do the work, I work on myself. Time is the only variable. Can you can you repeat the acronym FAIL, what it stands for? Sure. For all I've learned. For all I've learned. There you go. Excellent. I love it. Well, I appreciate you, Robert. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you here, and I'm sure that you've encouraged people. And to all the people that are listening, find out a nugget, one thing that what you liked about what was said today, and apply it. When you do that, you start to get traction and momentum, and your life starts to change and turn around. Looking forward, uh, look at this, someone, for all I've learned right there on the chat. Thank you, Samuel. Really appreciate it. So until next time, make it a great day, everybody, and make sure that your talents and abilities are used for the greater good. Have a good one. So it's going to end this broadcast and wishing you a great